0: And I want every person in here to close your eyes. I want you to begin to talk to God. And begin to ask him, God, would you remind me of the times you were faithful? Would you remind me of the times when I looked at you, God, and I seen how glorious you were? Would you remind me, Jesus, that all my hope is in you and not in this world? Jesus, would you remind me of the day you set me free? Would you remind me of the day that you healed me, Lord? Would you remind me of the day, God, where you filled me up with your joy? Would you remind me of the day, God, when I was restless and I had no peace in this world? Jesus, we want to be faithful, God, just like you're faithful to us, God. And, Lord, I repent, Lord God, if any one of us have been unfaithful to you to be your witness, God, and being your disciple, if any of you have felt ashamed in this place to bear the name of Jesus, I want you to begin to lift your hands. I want you to ask God, forgive me, Lord. I want to be bold for you, Jesus. I want you to start there. Jesus, I want to know you. You don't have to wait for the message to get to know him tonight. Let me say that again. You don't have to wait for the message to get to know him tonight. You can get to know him here. His presence is here. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're filling hearts all over this room. Filling them with boldness. Filling them with love with your joy, with your love, Lord. for being a heavenly father for being perfect in all your ways lord god that we don't ever have to worry about the world taking that away from us maybe we didn't have our earthly fathers maybe we didn't have our earthly fathers or maybe we didn't they weren't fathers at all but we know that we can know you you did everything so nothing could get in the way of knowing you as our father that's why you sent jesus
1: God, how unworthy we are, God, right now, Jesus, to receive your presence, God. To even feel your presence, God. If we could just take a moment and think about who we are without Jesus. Without Jesus, we're broke. We have no value. We're as good as the, the scum of the earth, the garbage of the earth. But Jesus, you loved us, and God, you've you seen something in us, God, you've seen something of value, and God, you decided to pick us up, clean us up, and turn us into something beautiful, God, something you could call your own, something we can call ourselves as children of God, and God, you've adopted us, even though we weren't your own, God, we We belong to the devil and the earth, God, but you cleaned us up and made us into your children. God, it doesn't matter who we are, where we come from. God, we have confidence in you, God, that you you can provide, God, that you can protect us from the evil of this world, Jesus. And it's so sweet, God, to stand here in your presence, God, and sing this song to you, God. You see, God, the words are simple, but it's so meaningful. God, you're a good, good father. And you are perfect in all of your ways. That means you lack nothing, oh, Lord. God, receive this worship. If we could sing that chorus again. You're a good, good father. Come on. Jesus, we love you, Lord, and I pray that tonight you will be glorified, God, and you receive your glory, Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, and elevate, said, amen, come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise, praise God, y'all can take your seat, let's get ready for announced Mentos, get it, Mentos, no, all right, ha, ha, ha,
2: everybody give them a laugh, ha, 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 ha. Elevate what, what? Elevate what, what? Come on, I need some excitement. Y'all got stand back up, stand back up. Come on, I need y'all all to stand up. We're going to get the blood flowing in this place. Come on. Everybody stand up, everybody. I see you Isis stand up. Okay, everybody. You ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all got to be louder than the music, ready? Elevate what, what? Elevate what, what? Elevate what, what? Elevate what, what? Elevate What? 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 God is good? All the time? All All right, you can take your seats. Put that music down so I don't have to scream and lose my voice. But we're here at Elevate every Friday night, 7 p.m., and we do have a vision here. Our vision here is loving God and loving people. Those are the two greatest commandments that we were given in the Bible, and I believe that with all my heart, soul, and mind, I'm going to follow that out. And then we're starting a new sermon series coming up called Heroes of the Faith. Everybody make some noise for that. I'm going I'm to reserve my excitement so y'all can be the excitement tonight. So this is a new sermon series. Okay, never mind. Forget the sermon series. Joe just says forget it. Whatever, man. It's a new sermon series we're starting called Heroes of the Faith. It's going to be about the heroes of the Bible. Who's excited about the heroes of the Bible? All right. On three, name your favorite hero. One, two, three. All that heard, blah, 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 blah. Next slide. All right now. Oh man, y'all. Oh man. Oh. Oh man. Oh man. The lock. Who's here? Who here has been to a lock-in before? What what lock in did you what lock did you go to, bro? What was it? A school lock-in? Okay, jail. Forget you. Be quiet. What's well, this is the transformation? So that don't transform you. That makes you sin. Who's been to a different lock in that's not jail? Something that's like not like I don't even know what to say about that. Destiny, what kind of locking you Okay. Nobody's been to a lock in. Okay. Carmen, what locking you been to? Oh, and she was a youth. Okay. So what this is, it's gonna be from Elevate until the next morning. So you're gonna spend the whole night in the church. Man, y'all don't understand how lit this is gonna be. It's gonna we're gonna have food. We're gonna have games. We're gonna teach you some stuff. I can't, I can't, I can't give you the excitement. Y'all gotta want this. If you want this, you gotta make some noise. If the music's louder, then I don't hear your excitement. Amen, amen. So we got permission slips. If you need one, see a leader for it and we'll provide you with that. Get that, see Ashley. Look, turn around. She's got all, everybody turn around. Look at Ashley, say hey. She's got the permission slips. Next what we're going to go through is our discipleship shares. We're going to connect you to the cross by our life groups. We got the ambassadors. We got the resistance. And then oh, my favorite, but we don't have no favorites here, so sh- The righteously redeemed. <laughs> no, I love it. So we're just going to do that? All right. And then we're going to mentor you uh with 101 who here's in 101 wow that's amen amen you're in the 101 and then we have the 201 which is the uh classroom based setting we're going to teach you to be elders and deacons in the church and help you be servants of god can we go back so i can like there we go and then we're going to send you out to make disciples that make disciples who here went to boricua fest Yeah, that was powerful. If you didn't, you missed out. I don't know what to tell you. You're a sinner. No, I'm just kidding. Just go out, get in there, get your feet wet, learn to talk about Jesus, be a light in this world. Amen? And then we have a goal here. We have 100,000 disciples with 50 churches in Chicago and 500 worldwide. If you believe that, stand to your feet and say amen. I need need some music. I didn't hear an amen. Amen? No, that's sad. Okay. So who knows what a tithe is? Nathan. Oh, I saw Nathan's hand without reading.
0: 10% of your total income.
2: Oh, he's right. He's right. 10% of your total. Make some noise for him. Man, where's the energy at tonight? Give me some music. Hey. Hey. Do I have to freestyle to give you all some energy? No, I'm not going to do that. No, no. It's not going to happen. Offering. Who knows what an offering is? I'm looking at Will, don't look at the screen, you cheater. Look into my eyes. Whoa. Come on, what's what's an offering? Anything else you have to present after your total. Looked at the, ch- man. He was right, give him a hand clap. Give him like a half hand clap because he looked at the screen, so it's okay. We still love you, Will. All right, do we have a question? What is 10% of, is that $5? Is, is that $5? Five five do- what's 10% of $5? Raul, you know, if you get this wrong, don't get this wrong, man. Don't let jail change you and get $5 wrong. What, what is 10% of $5? Okay, he had um, Ivan whispering in his ear, but he said 50 cents, is that right? It's right, it's right. Make some noise for Ivan and Raul. All right, now what we're gonna do is pray as we bring our tithes and offerings forward. Lord, we come in your mighty name and we thank you for this time, God. We thank you for the message that's about to be brought forth, Lord, and we pray it would pierce souls, Lord, that it would change lives, it would transform people from the inside out, God, and I pray that people would learn that they should be a light in their community for you, that it's not about the world, it's about you, we're not called to be of this world, we're just called to be in it, to change lives, to reach into the pits of hell, and drag people out, Lord, and get them to know who you are, and know your heart, and know your your saving grace, God, and it's in your mighty name, we pray that you bless this offering, and all the hands that they will put their hands to the plow and work, God, in your in mighty name we pray, amen.
1: Alright. Alright, look, 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 look. I don't know about y'all, but when I was in school, I had two pop quizzes. In elevate, you're gonna get one. Alright, you guys ready for a pop quiz? Alright. Hey Joe B. There's a little there's a little thing on the chair to your left. Can you throw it over here, please? To your left. Thank you. Yeah, throw it. Pop it. Jeez. Ah, <laughs> Alright, so. If you guys get the question right, dang it, all right, you're, you're going to get an Elevate shirt. And it's a, oh, it's a large. All right, so these questions, they're going to be about the sermon series, Let Us Pray. All right. If you want this shirt, you have to answer correctly. I'm going to call you up, so don't be like, oh, it's Jesus. No, I'm going to call you up here. You're going to speak to this mic, and you're going to answer it. You guys got it? Yeah. You guys got it? Yes. Hey, all right. Here's the question. Why couldn't we be forgiven if we did not forgive? Cut the music. just. Yeah. I said, why couldn't we be forgiven if we do not forgive? Destiny, come up here. Uh, music, please. Um,
0: because
2: Jesus said, forgive
0: as he you. Because in the Bible, Jesus said, forgive as he forgave you. Deeper. What you, okay. oh it's right. oh right,
1: Give her a chance
0: forgiven
2: you have to be like Jesus and forgive others That's why cuz you want your whole goal
0: is to be Christ like
1: okay go back i'm asking one more time let's see if you get it last chance why couldn't we be forgiven if we do not forgive what you're saying is correct but there's a m- meaning why can't we be forgiven if we do not forgive others i don't know the I meaning all right <laughs> nathan <laughs>
0: Because when we forgive others, God forgives us. But if we don't forgive others, God doesn't forgive us.
1: Well, that's obvious, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, 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 music, please. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, sit, dang, dude. Okay. There's an aspect to us. I'm going to give you guys a hint. There's something about us. All right? Something about us. Why can't Jesus forgive us if we do not forgive others? I'm going to have to get a skit up here if you guys don't get this. No. Anybody? Raul, you want to answer it? All right. Nathan, come up here. Nathan, come up here. Turn around. Turn around. Whoa. Whoa. Face the crowd, okay. All right, check it out, look. All right, so if I owe him 20 bucks, right, and he's like, bro, you better give my 20 bucks. Go ahead.
2: Give me my 20 bucks.
1: No, I don't got it. All right, and then he's like, and then I tell him, you owe me two bucks. And you're like, bro, he don't got it. Why should Nathan forgive me if I didn't forgive Nathan of his debt? That's the hint, okay? So put the, p- put the puzzle pieces in place. So why couldn't we be forgiven if we do not forgive? Joseph. No, he's an S-U-M. Raul, get up here, come on, you got the answer? You got this, man, come on. Yeah, say it. <laughs>
0: Because
2: uh, <laughs> Nathan can't forgive you if you
1: don't forgive Nathan. Thanks for that. Yeah, I'm going to give you guys the answer. Look, <laughs> we can't be forgiven if we're holding someone else in chains. Let me, let me just, he's saying I owe him 20 bucks, okay? And I'm like, I ain't got it. Please forgive me. But then I'm like, hey, give me my 20 bucks. And he's like, no, please forgive me. I'm like, no, I owe my two bucks. I said yes to, yeah, excuse me, okay, 20 bucks, two bucks, how am I going to be forgiven if I don't forgive him, because that's how I want to be treated, right, that's how I want to be treated, I want to be forgiven, right, so Jesus can't forgive us if we're not willing to forgive others, and we wronged Jesus worse than we wronged others, okay, I got another question for y'all, it's a little easier, all right, sit down Nathan squared, Music, please. What does it mean to be fed spiritually? No. No. Oh, yeah, you. Sorry. Nathan, come up here. Not you. Nathan. What does it mean to be fed spiritually?
2: To let God into your heart and, like, embrace his word. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Exactly. Sit down. When Jesus was talking about daily bread, he means like you, you seeking God and you getting that word from God so you can be filled up, right? Hey, <laughs> let's give it up for Nathan Squared and Raul and Destiny. Woo. Let's
3: give it up for Rudy. Come on. Elevators, how you doing? Y'all sleeping, this bad boy, man. Man, elevate this whole, that was this whole side right there. This side was just like nothing, just nothing. Let me give you guys another chance. Elevate. There it is, man. Elevate. There we go, man. God bless you guys, man. It is an awesome time, man, to be up here and a privilege as well. Amen. Amen. And uh, how many how many guys came out and got baptized this Sunday, right? Where the baptism folks at, right? Give it up for the baptized people. They went the next level, man. The next uh, the next baptism. I want to encourage you guys that haven't got baptized before, right, to get Baptized, right? What baptism is, is basically showing the world that you belong to Jesus Christ. You no longer belong to yourself. You no longer belong to the enemy. You belong to Jesus Christ. And that right there, the baptism shows the world what happened to the inside of you. A changed life, all right? So, that's so messed up, man. All right. Give it up to the armor bearers, right? Give it up to the armor bearers, man. Set me up like this, man. But um, as you guys heard today, or you, if you guys don't know, you'll know now that today is the last part of the series, Let Us Pray, right? How many have been receiving things out of Let Us Pray, right? We got about three, four people. Awesome, man, right? So the thing is, how many have been with us since we started this series? Raise your hands. Right? So not that many. We had a few, right? Some people not raising their hands. They're probably scared. I don't know. You know, most of them are my kids. Shame, Right? But it's okay, though, you know. But today is the last day of this series, and I'm really, really excited about this because I believe this one is going to really wrap up why this prayer is so important, right? And not only that, but how much more this prayer actually meant within the lives of the disciples and within our lives today. It was not just a prayer as we, as we heard about it throughout the weeks. It was a blueprint of our lives are the very things that we'll be going through as we walk with Jesus Christ. You see, in some of us, we really don't understand that because quite frankly, and to be blunt, you're really not walking with Jesus. So you may only feel it sometimes. You, only may, you may only uh, apply to this or see the, the, the rel- how relative it is in your life because you're only walking with Jesus on Fridays when you come here at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then when you go back home, you high-five, you know, Satan back in your life, and then you're walking with him for the rest of the week and then wonder why you feel the way you feel, right? You wonder why it seems like your life, is, is filled with all type of grenades, and, and you're, you're stepping on C4, and, you know, all type of landmines, and an enemy is just beating you up because he's making sure you don't go to the other side, if you will, right? And I'm not talking about no X-Files, some make-believe stuff. I'm talking about some real stuff. And today, we're going to hear about this, uh, this real stuff as we wrap up this series. Let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord God, for this time, Lord. And we're asking, God, that you would have your way. We pray, Father God Almighty, that your word will go, by, will go forward today, Lord God, out of my lips, my tongue, Lord God Almighty. Lord, but that it will be your words, God. I pray that you would anoint my words, Father God Almighty, and give power to them as I speak your word, God. Let it penetrate to the heart, to the very soul of all of us today, God. And let our eyes be open, God. Give sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf today, God. And, Lord, I ask, Father God, that you would have your way, Father God. Open up, Lord God Almighty, the windows of revelation and wisdom and knowledge and understanding today, God, that we may get to know you better, Lord God Almighty, as we make you known to others, God. Have your way in this time, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. So we can go to that first slide, uh, Joe Right As you guys can see, today's sermon, the subtitle is Dependence on God through prayer. All right, let's say that together on the count of three. One, two, three. Dependence on God through prayer. And today, I, you know, matter of fact, this whole week I've been praying, God, bring people to elevate. Not to see me, not to see their friends, not to see their leaders, not to, you know, get, you know to, to, to encounter us as, as humans, the people that are always here that you see on a weekly basis. But Lord, bring people to elevate this Friday that want to encounter you. Bring people and elevate today, right, this Friday, that want to experience you, God. Not the preacher, not the leader, not the, the deacon, not the, you know, somebody standing at the greedy, not trying to get candy, stuff like that, but really to meet God, to learn of God, to see his face, to see his heartbeat. And that is the purpose of today, as we come to the end of this series. As you guys see up here, this was our key verses. Um, It was only five of them, but there were five powerful verses that I believe is foundational in any believer's life and any person that wants to be a believer. I believe they have to go through these things and understand the, the importance of each one. So you can understand the life that God desires for you to have and how to walk with God every single day. And that is through prayer. So we kick off Matthew 6, 9. It says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed or holy, be kept your name. That was the first week we kicked it off, and that that subtitle was how to pray. And the way we pray is that we recognize first that God is our Father. He is not some, some supreme God that has a magnifying glass and ready to torches up, right, like we do ants in the summer or something like that. Or for those of you who, who mess with other, you know, uh, creatures or, you know, what I mean, uh, water bugs, roaches, if you got roaches in your house, God have mercy. But you know what I mean? These things, right? So it's how to pray, how to come to God, how to initiate that prayer. What is in your mind when you pray? And see, that's very important. No wonder why Jesus made that first. Because a lot of times when we go to prayer, we're thinking about, man, mom's supposed to cook today arroz con gandule, right? Pork chops. I mean, she's going down for Mexicans. Like, man, mom is about to make some tacos. It is going down tonight. And we go to prayer, like, man, let me pray. Because, you know, Steve said to pray, or Carol said to pray. Let me go pray. And all the whole time, instead of thinking about you're approaching your father in heaven, you're thinking about when is dinner going to be done, right? When is the next episode of Empire or whatever you guys are watching, right? Some of y'all are like, oh, snap, he went there. Empire, oh, my goodness. So the thing is, we go to prayer with this, and before that, we talked about how Jesus said to go into your room, close the door behind you, right? That means, metaphorically speaking, is to close the door on the mind that starts to think about and wander off about these things, right? Why did my, my why did old girl, why did Marilyn say that to me today? Stupid. Right. Like or whatever. You know, like you're thinking about vengeful thoughts and all this stuff. And really, you're supposed to be praying to your father in heaven. So you got to close the door to that negative thinking, those distractions and be alone with God, recognizing that he's your father and he's there meeting you right where you're at. And then the other one is, you know, keeping God's name holy. That's living in holiness. Right. Showing your classmates that, hey, I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to God. He's holy. And because of that, I want to be holy in turn, keeping his name holy. So when you're at school, you're not cursing with your friends. You're not gossiping about your, you know, with your friends. You're not bullying somebody else. Come on, somebody, right? Some of y'all been bullying this whole this whole school year. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, right? Bullying leads to some people's suicide. That's a serious thing, right? So the thing is, you, be, you express God the wrong way, and God is uh, uh, specifically saying, my name must be kept holy, and the way we do that is the way we live our lives and honor God's name in which we carry. And then we talked about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's why do we pray. And we pray because we want the kingdom of heaven to come down to earth and God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning we are the vessels for these things to happen. We are the representatives or the ambassadors of Jesus Christ here on earth to show people the kingdom of heaven, God's will as it is in heaven down here on earth. And how that looks like is basically grabbing a hold of heaven. I don't know if you guys, don't know if you guys listen to Christian music. Probably you guys still listen to Chief Keith and whoever else you guys are listening to these days, right? I listen to Christian music. Last night I couldn't sleep after I watched tigers, I mean uh, leopards and lions kill these animals, right? I went on there and said, this is not working. I can't sleep. Let me listen to some Christian music. It was like, like hot and cold right there. I went from like raw and, you know, in these blood everywhere to like let me listen to some worship. So I listen to worship, right, and you hear this song, I forget the artist, and she says that um, I touched the sky when my knees hit the ground. She said, I I, I lived when I died or something like that. How many know the song? Can you guys, am I saying it right? Right? I touched the sky when my knees hit the ground. Right? I started to live or something like that when I died. And see, that gave me a picture last night, especially knowing that I'm going to preach today about this message, right, is that the way she touched heaven was on her knees. See, and a lot of us is trying to bring heaven and earth by the good works we do. And we say, man, if I'm just good enough this week, I can bring heaven to earth. No, you're never going to be good enough to bring heaven to earth, right? Because Jesus Christ already did that. It is faith that does that. So in faith, as you get on your knees and through prayer and reading God's word and things like that, spiritual things, right? Things that have already been done by Jesus Christ. We follow his example. We're able to touch heaven while we're still on earth. and, And think about this, bringing heaven down to earth through our prayers, through the way we live our lives when we pray. Because the way we live our lives is based upon the reflection of our prayer life itself. You guys following me? So if you're not praying much, you want to ask yourself, how have I been living my life? How have I been living my life? So moving on from there, we talked about give us today our daily bread. And that subtitle was when do we pray? And we found out the answer is we pray always. Always when you're having issues with people, right there and then you're ready to smack fire out this dude, right? Like, dude, I'm tired of your mouth. I want to smack fire to you. I want to take I want to take matters in my own hand. I want to smack you. So instead of doing that, it's like God help me right now. Give me my daily bread right now. I need your bread. And what that bread is, as Nathan answered the question, right? That bread is right there. It's the bread for today, the right now. And right there, you're saying, God, help me, give me the grace so I can walk away and forgive this individual. But then we realize that there's another person trying to feed us as well, our daily bread, right? And that person is Satan. And at that time, while you want to smack fire out this person, Satan's telling you, look, take this, hit him with the left, then the right, and kick him when he's down. And it's like, whoa, whoa, that, that looks good in my head, right? That looks awesome. And we eat that bread, and next, you know, we're locked up, right? We're sitting next to Akon, and we're like, man, they don't let me out. It's going down, Right? You're writing, you know, you're riding the leaders, you know, and you're like, man, send me some commissary. I don't have no socks and whatever, right? And I'm like, dude, you should have got fed from Jesus. Now you locked up and they don't let you out, right? So the thing is, we need our daily bread right there and then. Not the bread for tomorrow, not the bread from yesterday, but we need that daily bread. See, I don't know about you guys, but this thing been been really, really pressing on me this week pressing on me it's like i went through each and every one of these verses this week literally in my life like i had a there was a time where i was being tempted like man man is god with me or whatever you know like is he my father and it was like the spirit of god had remind me like your father is in heaven look at him as such he is your father he cares about your future he cares about you now. He cares about your, fa- your family, your children, your finances. And I was being, like, tempted to, like, think opposite of these things. And the Spirit of God was constantly reminding me of each of these verses. Your Father in heaven, right? Holy is his name. Stay holy. Stop complaining at work. Stop murmuring at work, right? Stop doing this and that and the other, you know? Keep his name holy by your conversations, things like that. Just because I'm up here and I'm pastoring, things like that, don't, don't think for a second that I don't go through my own little things. Don't think for a second that I'm not tempted by the enemy and the, the enemy's not coming to try to give me some little, his, his own little uh, gummy bears or chocolate, you know? He's still trying to give me temptation and trying to have me eat his poison, all right? So I'm not exempt from that, and I have to call on God for my daily bread. And then last week, we talked about, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors, and it was the outcome of prayer. That as you're praying to God Almighty, right there and then, you're starting to see the outcome of prayer that is actually affecting your life. That now it's a matter of living out what you have been claiming to be, a Christian, a little Christ. See, in some of us, we relate that to religion and relate to things like that. But that name did not come from a religious aspect. That name came by persecution. See, it wasn't an honor to be called a Christian when they were being called a Christian. It was a mockery. It was like, look at those little Christians over there. It was a mockery like saying, look at those stupid people over there. Look at these dum-dums over here. That's what it was. That name was associated with fools. That name being a Christian was associated with a dummy, stupid, ignorant. That's what that name was. It was persecution. Persecution. But yet some of us walk around saying that we're Christians and we add the same mockery as those that mocked the disciples in the past because the way we live our life. And we say we're Christians, we're reading the Bible, we're praying, we're doing all these things, but yet we're living opposite of that which we claim to believe and live in by the way we live our lives. And so the thing is, you may not say it with your own words that, oh, look at those dummies over there, but by your actions, you're saying I am a dummy. Because if you're really a Christian, you will not be doing the things you were doing. So the outcome of your prayer must be the way you live your life as a reflection of of you spending time in the presence of God. Because if you're spending time in the presence of God through prayer, there would be an outcome. There will be a change. There will be something different about you. People will see it. People will know it. It will come out of you like a fragrance like a perfume, like a cologne, like if you just rocked those retro Jordans today and bought them, bam. You went to school and everybody's looking at you and man, Joe, look at those retros. You know what I mean? They're all at you. They watch you. It ain't, you know what I mean? But it's the Jesus side of that, right? Picture that. You know what I mean? So the thing is, it should be an outcome of prayer. Forgiving others as God has forgiven us or we also have forgiven our debtors It's something that we do as a response of how, we, how we've been spending time with God in prayer. It's important. Last but not least, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Some of your Bibles, if you read it, depending on the version, it would add, uh, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And it would seal that whole thing up. You guys can just read that and and obviously see what's going on there. Everything belongs to God. The kingdom, the power, the glory forever is God's almighty. He's letting you know who was and is and is to come. He's standing in authority. He is secure in his position. But I don't want to talk about that part today. What we're talking about today is and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you can go to the next slide. There's two parts to this I want to start off with, and then I want to end it. I want to get into it where we can bring this as a one to get the meaning of what's going on here. And the first part of this is, and lead us not into temptation. I need you guys to really, really pay attention to what Jesus Christ himself is saying here. And lead us not into temptation. Simple question, right? Can and would God ever lead us into temptation? Right? Who said no? No, no. Bam, Karina back there on the camera. Come on, somebody. Right? We got camera people answering questions. Can God ever lead us into temptation? No. Right? Why not? How many people know the answer? Other than the SUM students, leaders? Let's get some youth here. Who knows the answer? Why not, Raúl? Cause what? Cause he's holy. Say it with confidence, man. Because he's holy. You see how he changed his voice and stuff? Because he's holy. Yes, man, he's holy, so he cannot tempt anybody with sin. So the question is, why would Jesus put that in there? As though he had any opportunity or any, anything in him to lead us into temptation from the get-go. Why would he said and lead us not into temptation? Why would we be praying, asking God, Lord, please don't lead me into temptation? As though God had the capability to lead us into temptation from the get-go. Think about that. Did Jesus Christ make a mistake? Is this a contradiction in the Bible? Absolutely not. But I believe he was trying to show us something by this first part. And obviously the answer is no. According to James 1.13, it says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So what was this Lord trying to tell us? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. You see, that lets you know, praise God. You guys can give it up for Jesus Christ for that awesome verse, right? Because we have support from God. He's not one who runs from it because we're going through a thing. No, if anything, he runs to us and says, Lawrence, there is a door for you. Run this way. Run that way. Even though sometimes we say, no, God, I'm going to run this way. I like this. Uh, You you fall and you're like, oh, no. Uh, uh, And you're getting beat up everywhere, right? And you're like, man, Lord, why did you let this happen to me? Well, you ran the other way. You know what I mean? So what is God trying to tell us? I believe what he's trying to tell us is that we must depend on God. We must depend on God. See, temptation is going to come. It's not a matter of if it comes, you know, will it come? No, the matter is when it comes, right, God will give you a way of escape. But so the thing is, it tells you temptation is going to come. You are going to be tempted, but the Bible says not beyond what you can bear. So right there and then, something is happening that Jesus Christ is trying to get us to see. And what that is is that we cannot depend upon ourselves. We cannot depend upon anybody else. We must depend on God. He is the one who gives us the way of escape. Why is that important, family? It's important because when the devil comes to tempt you, he does not want you to depend on God and run the direction of the open door that God gives you. He wants you to try to fight it on your own, apart from God. Apart from his dependence, because he knows the moment I get this individual to try to fight temptation on his or her own, I won. I can get them because the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. I can get them every time. And see, what happens is that in the last part of this verse or this prayer, Jesus Christ is trying to tell us something. He talked about himself in the first, in the first half of this prayer. He talked about who he is. Right. His kingdom come and his will be done all about him and his perspective, all about what he's about. And then we get to the middle part and it talks about how we must lean on God and depend on him for our daily bread, our daily sufficiency, making God everything, praying at all times. And then He went on ahead and talked about how our outcome of prayer, how we should react. Right. Because we're in prayer and how we should treat others be based on how God is treating us. And then it comes down to this one. All of a sudden. And lead us not into temptation. And lead us not into temptation. See, this is the foundation of everything. We are going to be tempted to break every single one of these things. We are going to be tempted to consider God not as our father, but somebody that dislikes us now because we fell into sin. You see how that changes everything? The devil comes to tempt us, to get us to change our understanding and perspective about God and make us consider God as somebody, as, def- as, as uh, evil or somebody who can do harm to us. And what do we do when we consider or look at somebody that is harmful to us? What do we do? Huh? We avoid them. We don't want to go nowhere over there. We don't want to do nothing that, man, you know, Bones live on the next block. We're going to stay away from that block. This brother's shooting all the time. We're staying away from that dude. All of a sudden, you seen Bones and you're, you're running through gang. We're like, dude, did he see us? Did he see? <laughs> dude, I remember we are on, we're on gang ministry, right? And we're out there representing Jesus Christ. And I kid you not, dudes will look at us and run through alleys and gangways. And just for the, just for the fun of it, we'll chase these dudes. Like, dude, let's see if we can catch them on the next block. We'll see what on the next block, Dude, what's up? Yo, why are you running from us? Like, man, dude, we didn't know who you were. We thought, you know, police or something. Like, dude, we just Jesus freaks. And we try to preach the gospel to them. They're like, what are these people on, right? They think we're on drugs and stuff, like some super saints or something. But the thing is, they tried to avoid us because they thought we were the police or some opposite gang. So they would run from us. They treated us in a manner to avoid us. And we do God the same way when we accept the temptation of the evil one and try to fight it on, his own, on our own. And so our mind begins to change by the temptations in which we face because we try to deal with them on our own. And lead us not into temptation as though God can do that. No, he doesn't do that. But it's us. God is trying to say to us, you must lean on me so I can lead you away from temptation because that's what he does. He gives us a way out. But the devil wants us to try to fight temptation on our own knowing that we will lose you see, and some of us in this room been fighting temptation on your own, and you're wondering, why do I keep falling into the same sin? Why is it week after week, it's like, God, can you just remove this out of my life? And He said, like, yeah, I could if you can stop fighting on your own, and let me jump in, and let me do this thing. Let me fight for you. And watch what happens. Think about this real fast, because I remember that in my life when I was struggling with sin, and I would ask myself, man, did did I at any time submit myself to God? Did I at any time really ask God to help me with this temptation while I was being tempted? Not like for tomorrow's temptation, like right there and then. And a lot of times, if I'm honest with myself, I didn't. And then I said, well, that's why I'm falling into sin. Because every time the temptation came up, right, to commit some kind of sin, I didn't lean on God. I said, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Stop thinking about that. No, no. But no time did I ever lean on God and say, God, help me. Fight for me, Lord. Give me strength to just stand in you so you can fight for me. At no time I did that. If you think about right now, all the times you fell into sin, think about it. Did I ever call upon God? And if you're honest with yourself, the honest answer would be like, I didn't. I tried to fight it on my own by saying no to the devil. And he was like, forget your no. I'm still coming. Like your no doesn't have any power against me. I don't care about your no. And he just kept coming, and all of a sudden, like, oh, man, fine, I'm just going to do it. And then you fall off into sin. Think about it. It's because you never really leaned on God. Moving on to the next one. The second one is, but deliver us from the evil one. Hear this real fast, right? If Jesus Christ is talking about, but deliver us from the evil one, that means that somebody must be already captive and or enslaved in order to be delivered. I think some of you guys missed that. He said, but deliver us from the evil one. Can I get something to wipe my head, please? But deliver us from the evil one. In order for you to be delivered, you have already had to been enslaved or captive by the enemy for him to ask for deliverance. You're not going to be asking for deliverance because you're already delivered. Does that make any sense? It doesn't. So what was Jesus trying to tell us here? It says in order for one to be delivered from something or someone, he or she must be captive or detained already or have the ability to put it to to be in such a position that will require one to be delivered. See, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you can't be a bound up Christian. Just because we're saved doesn't mean that the devil can't come and put handcuffs on you. He can't put shackles on you. He can if you let him. See, the thing about it though, right, I'm not even going to talk about right that right now, I'll get to there, but the thing, thank you, the thing about it, right, is Jesus is trying to get us to do something. He's trying to get us to see something, I mean, and he's trying to get us to see that although you are my child, although you are my son or my daughter, yes, you must lean on me for, you know, for when temptations come. Do not try to fight on your own, lean on me so I can lead you away because temptations come in order to break down your defenses so the devil can come and enslave you again. See, because there was a time before Jesus Christ, according to the Bible, that we were captive by the enemy to do his will. We were locked up to do the devil's will. And you may say, Steve, you're crazy. I would never do the devil's will. No, you're crazy. You were doing the devil's will. Because that's what the Bible says. We were captive to do the enemy's will. The Bible says, even look what Jesus says. John 8.34, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. 2 Timothy 2.26, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. This is the Bible, y'all. Thank you. And look at this other one, Colossians 1.13. Good news. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. What is God trying to tell us? And what has he been trying to tell us this whole time? See, some of us have been fighting temptation on our own. And these temptations have become in real specific. Consider God, not your Father. Don't keep his name holy. Don't worry about his kingdom. Worry about your own kingdom. Right? Don't worry about doing God's will. Do your own will. Do you. That's how the devil comes in his temptations. Don't worry about being fed with with God's bread. I'll feed you. I will sustain you. Right? Here's my bread. And my bread is to do whatever he feels right to you. Whatever is good for you, you do. That's what you do. That is the devil's bread. That is his his temptation to us. Right? Don't forgive other people. Hold that grudge. They don't deserve to be forgiven. You do what you got to do. You hold that grudge. Yeah, but that person is dead. So what? Still hold it. You have power. No, you don't. It's a lie to enslave us to the enemy's snares. It's It's a lie from the devil to put us in chains and in bondage. And we need to wake up and open up our eyes. This is what the Lord is trying to tell us today. Stop trying to fight temptation on your own because the devil is coming to tempt you and enslave you to do his will and not the will of the Father. See, and the ultimate end is to destroy you. That is the ultimate end. I had a buddy today, man, and I I told you guys a lot about this guy, right? He's my best friend for 10 years, and God told me to leave him alone. I had to separate myself from this brother, right? He was a sinner. He fell off. And he started believing the lies of the devil. He started to try to fight temptation on his own. And instead, because he tried to fight that and would not resist and submit to God, the devil enslaved him. And it's been like that for years now. And today he goes to my job. Right? Tears in his eyes. You hear his throat cracked up. And he said, man, even though I have a job, two jobs, I got a girl at home. I got all this stuff. He said, but Stephen, I want to kill myself. I have no peace. I have no joy. He's like, all this stuff was a lie. I got money. I got these things. All this other stuff. And he's like, dude, I have no peace. I can't even sleep. All I think about is shooting myself. This is what he said. Why? How, How did he get there? How did he get to that position? Right and praise God I prayed for him I pray he comes Sunday But how did he get there? He got there because he started to believe the lies of the devil. And in the end he was enslaved by the same one who gave him these things to eat. He enslaved him. You see guys in unison, right? If we can go to the next one. In unison the enemy is constantly tempting us in order to capture us or enslave us to go against the above actions, the Lord's Prayer, and blueprint for our lives. 1 Peter 5a says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. See, and right now he's devouring many of us in this room. That in the nighttime you can't even sleep. All you're thinking about is how, how bogus your life is. you think about suicide and all this other craziness. And you wonder, will it ever get better? Why can not I come to tell you if you stay in that same mindset and continue to be fed by this enemy, it will never get better? It actually gets worse. It gets worse, family, because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. His ultimate goal is to destroy you. That is how serious this is, family. For some of you guys that think, oh, it's nothing, just another message. No, man, this is serious. It's not about my life, your life. I got nothing. I can't do it. I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. It's about your lives. You have to think about your lives right now. I have to think about my life right now. Who is feeding me? Am I leaning on God when I'm being tempted? If we can all stand. Am I enslaved by the same one who's trying to whisper all type of goodies in my ear? see, many of us here are enslaved. We're slaves to sin. We're slaves to the enemy's devices. We're slaves. And you may think, oh man, I can't get no worse than this. Yes, it can. And yes, it will if you don't stop today. And if you don't repent or turn around and go the opposite way of the direction you're going today and follow Jesus, the ultimate goal is destruction. That is the ultimate goal, family. It is destruction. So that's how he uses it in unison. He tempts you in order to break you down so that you can fall into the temptation and then he can slave you and put cuffs on your ankles, put cuffs on your hands to mount your mouth down so you can't talk anything about Jesus again. And instead you try to avoid God. You avoid prayer. You avoid reading the Bible. You avoid going to church eventually. And all you want to do now is do you, but doing you, as we learned, is really doing the devil. You're in prison. See, but there's good news family. Think about this. You're in prison, but that door is open. And you could walk out at any time you want in the name of Jesus. Because he paid the price. He rescued us. He rescued us from the grips of the enemy. He broke the chains of captivity. He did this. And it's an open cell, and all you got to do is walk out and go to Jesus and accept him and start following his ways, doing it the way he desires, his kingdom first, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, his food for my life, his holiness be kept in my life, if I can get that music going. And the conclusion is, in Luke 18:1, Jesus says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. That we should always pray and not give up. We must keep praying, family. We must keep praying, brothers and sisters in Christ, and not give up. You see, in today, guys, Some of you are dealing with these very things in this prayer, the blueprint for our lives. This is how we should be living our life, honoring God as he's our father, keeping his name holy, thinking about his kingdom coming, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We ought to be getting food from Jesus and not from the devil, not from pornography, not from Facebook, not from whatever y'all looking at on the Internet not from drugs, not from sex, not from none of those type of fe- uh, those foods, but from the bread that comes from Jesus himself. He said, I am the bread of life. He is the bread. He who feeds on me will never be hungry again. He is the all-sufficient one. He is the one your soul's been looking for. He is the one who fills up that void in your life, that same void that is being experienced by my buddy today. No matter what he tries, no matter how many jobs he works, no matter how much money he has, no matter how many clubs he can go out there and twerk, no matter how many females he can have sex with, he would always be alone in need of Jesus Christ's efficiency, in need of his bread. But what about you, though? What about you today? Where do you stand with Jesus? Do you consider him your father? Do you keep his name holy? Are you about his kingdom, his will, being done on earth as it is in heaven, living for him, doing his will, showing people God's virtues, God's character by the way you live your life, your character, your virtues? Have you been feeding on God? Just think about this week. Have you been praying? Have you been reading your Bibles, man, and feasting on the word of God? Have you been holding grudges against somebody else? Unforgiveness in your heart. And you're letting that stop you. It's putting the brakes on you because now God can forgive you. Are you fighting temptation on your own and just allowing temptation to have its way in your life? And because of it, you're enslaved right now. If we could all bow our heads and close our eyes. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we want to end this series in prayer. And see, out of all these five things that I just mentioned, my question to you is, which one are you dealing with? Are you the one in a cell right now? And you think there's no way out? Right, you're enslaved by sin? Are you the one who have not been considering God as your father and instead as your enemy? Are you been selfish and just thinking about your own life, your own kingdom, rather than the kingdom of God and his will and trying to do you? Have you been feeding off the flesh, feeding off the devil, feeding off the world, off the devil himself? Have you been forgiving all of everybody else, including your enemies, as God has forgiven you? If you're dealing with any of these things, now is the time to pray. And today I want everybody, everybody in this room. Because I know you have to be dealing with one of those things, if not all of them, if not some of them. And today we're going to deal with this today. Today, this altar is going to be open for every person in this church, a leader, a deacon, a 201-er, whatever you are, 101-er, a student, whatever you are. Including Myself. And we're going to meet God on this altar. And my encouragement to you is, give it all to Jesus. He has the key to that cell. And it is by his name, his blood, that we're able to come out and be set free. That is the only way. He is the only way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And that is why we pray in his name. And I want to encourage all of you. Find a place in this church and let's seek God. Find a place and let's seek the king. Let's seek our father. Have you been falling into temptation and seeming like you cannot make it because you feel captured by the evil one? Do you feel as though the evil one is trying to give you a different blueprint for your life that goes against the things of God? Then you need to come up and allow God to rescue you from the evil one. Go to the Lord and lean on him to lead you away from temptation. And right now is the time to pray. And I'm going to be the first one. Because I need my father. And see, my life is at stake because the devil wants to sift me as weed. He wants to destroy me. But by the power of God and in the name of Jesus, I rebuke him. I cast him out. And I want to encourage you guys right now. Come out of your seats. Come to the front. Find a spot on the sides or wherever is at. Kneel before God. Humble yourself and let God deal with your wretched heart. Let him deal with your wretched thoughts and the things that go against God himself. That is our prayer today. If you can go back to the first slide. Hallelujah, Jesus. Our Father in heaven, holy be kept your name, God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, God. And God, I pray, Lord, I come to you right now, God. And I say you would empower me, God, to lean on you, God, when I'm being tempted, God. I try to fight this on my own, God. God. But, Lord, to run to your throne, God, so that I would not fall into the snares of the devil, the potholes of the devil, God. Lord, I ask, Father, for